At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. So according to a report coming out of Boston, Robert Kraft has already decided to move on from Bill Belichick. Now, they're not going to fire him because then he'd just be free to go anywhere. So they're going to keep him and probably look to swing a trade, maybe with the Carolina Panthers. Who knows? Do we have the uh, the audio? Uh, before we bring on uh, one of the all-time great reporters in NFL history, let me, uh, let me hear from Bill Belichick, who was, I think, very, very enlightening at his press conference today when asked about this report. Obviously, for yourself and, and your understanding, do you have an understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back next year? Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. Bill, while understanding you're getting ready for Kansas City, have you and Robert discussed your future beyond the season? Getting ready for Kansas City. Yep. I said, I mean, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know, I don't know what will. Brooke Pryor is joining us here from ESPN. She covers the Steelers, used to cover the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And, man, you would have had a field day with that back in the day. I mean, it, it's so reminiscent of the we're on to Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> we're on to KC doesn't have quite, like, the same cadence. It's, like, not the same number of syllables. Um, but, you know, it's, it's still it's iconic because it's Bill Belichick. So I'm sure we'll see that printed on T-shirts and, and everything else. Uh, I mean, the, there he would get a job, right? I mean, teams would be lining up. I would imagine there will be teams that will offer the Patriots, I don't know about a first-round pick, but certainly a day-two draft pick to I, to get Bill Belichick, no? Yes. I, I'm, just, I'm so fascinated by the idea of Bill Belichick coaching somewhere else in 2024 because the way that we've seen his assistants leave New England and not necessarily have a ton of success when they've tried to implement the Patriot way in other organizations. I mean, it it makes me wonder how viable Bill Belichick would be coaching another organization that doesn't have the same. I mean, you can't install the Patriot way in Carolina and have in, in Charlotte and have you know, immediate results the way that <clears throat> that he has sustained in New England. And obviously it wasn't immediate in New England. It took Tom Brady coming in and, and mm-hmm. taking over and for them to really take off. Um, I just think that Bill Belichick is such an old school coach that I wonder how adaptable he can be in in football in 2024 in starting over. Um, I, I don't think that it should lessen his legacy. I don't think that it means that he's not a Hall of Fame coach, that he's not, you know, the architect of one of the greatest dynasties that we've ever seen in the NFL. But I think that we're hitting an inflection point with the league, with some of these coaches and organizations that have done things their way, the Steeler way, the Patriot way. It's been, you know, this, this, um, this, longstanding tradition 
And I just don't know how much the NFL cares about tradition now over innovation. <laughs> no, they they absolutely don't care about tradition. Uh, the, the the league is talking about a nine game schedule outside of the United States, and uh, who knows? I mean, uh, uh, what they should probably do, and it might not really bother uh, any home fields except for one, is they should probably move the entire NFC South to Europe. <laughs> Right. Other than New Orleans, right now I'm not sure which of the fan bases would really miss it. I, you know what? It's not honestly the the most absurd thing I've ever heard. I just think that that so many things are changing, and it feels like half the league's getting left behind. But to the point of you know innovation over tradition, I feel like I have to look no further than the Super Bowl, um, sounding like it's going back to LA in 2027. It's in all of these newer or West Coast places versus, yeah. I don't know, when I think of Super Bowls and, and tradition and, like, I don't know, historic moments. For, I think of I think of games that are on the East Coast or that are at least, like, I don't know, maybe there's some outdoor Super Bowls. Maybe it's, you know, even Detroit. Like, I, I don't know. There's just there's something that feels symbolic about the league already going back to this brand new state of the art stadium that just feels like somebody went crazy with the cheat code on Sim City and <laughs> built like just you know kind of went insane and had no oversight and just built this like insane football stadium. I, I don't know. It's I think it's disappointing. It's, and I and I say that talking from the parking lot of one of the most storied and tradition rich franchises in the league. That's right. By the Brooks in Pittsburgh. Uh, and we're going to get to the Steelers because <laughs> it, it's happened again. We're at the point in the season where Steelers fans uh, are already tired of Mike Tomlin because there haven't been playoff wins over the last, what is it, six years or something like that. Um w- where does this whole thing stand? I am I am such a Team Tomlin fan that whichever Team Tomlin goes, if it, for instance, I I stopped becoming I stopped being a Jets fan a few years ago. If Tomlin came to coach the Jets, I am going to buy seven jerseys and get my pom poms back out, and I'll be a Jets fan. I will because <laughs> I think he is next level as a coach and a leader. Um, where does it stand in Pittsburgh? Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. That's when it's time for my 401k survival oh, oh, look box at that. set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Well, um, it's not great. I would say the, the fan base, uh, especially the Pittsburgh-based fan base, is not thrilled with Mike Tomlin. Um, I think that there are some real valid frustrations uh, with the state of this team right now and with Mike Tomlin's coaching job. Um, I will say for one thing, you know, when you talk about legendary coaches going to a new place and how would they adapt, I have more faith in 
Mike Tomlin to do that in a new place than Bill Belichick because I still think that Mike Tomlin at his core is a player's coach and he delivers a message to locker rooms that really resonates. But with this team, I think that for whatever reason, it's not hitting the same. It's not sinking in the same. And I think that some of the the criticisms about Mike Tomlin this season are valid in that this team hung on to Matt Canada for so long Mm -hmm. um, in that Matt Canada was hired in the first place. And I think that there was a lot of stubbornness um, from Tomlin and wanting to do things the way they've always been done that led to kind of this boiling point here of the offense really falling apart um, in the quarterback position, just not living up to to the standard that it has. And I think that it's hard because it's, you wonder, is this a Mike Tomlin problem or is it a Rooney family problem in that how much um, how much weight does Art Rooney carry in some of these hiring and firing decisions? Um, how much of it was him in resisting from moving on from Ben Roethlisberger for so long? Like, this is very much um, a domino effect mm-hmm. that now all of the dominoes have fallen over. Like, it started off with <laughs> one or two, they were kind of wobbly, and now just the whole line is down. And it feels like after these two losses that this is a team and an organization that's kind of lost. And yes, there are, there have been situations in Tomlin's past where he has not won the, the winnable games and there have been these disappointing losses, but to have back-to-back losses to teams that had two wins going into the game and you have players on the defensive side talking about a lack of effort from players on the offensive mm-hmm. side, you wonder how much of that is the product of of scouting of who they've drafted of the free agency signings um and how much of that then becomes the responsibility of the head coach um and so yeah i think that that this is an organization that's going to be at a significant crossroads in this offseason i don't think it means that they're going to move on from tomlin i would not expect that um but i think that it means this offensive coordinator hire that they have to Mm -hmm. make here in the next few months is going to be incredibly crucial and will really uh, chart a path forward for this team. Brooke Pryor is joining us here. Real f- final thing on this, I want to ask you about Kansas City. Um, and Brooks with ESPN, she covers the Steelers. D- used to cover the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the quarterback position is obviously key everywhere. We see it. If you don't have a good quarterback, you're, t- you're toast. You can't be good. And I mean, the Jets have had this incredible defense and uh, halfway decent skill position players, but no offensive line and no quarterback. And we see what's what their issues are. Uh, in spite of the fact that they somehow looked like a real football team last week. Uh, but I don't know how long we have to go back before we see the Steelers, who are really good at quarterback, and this includes probably the end of Ben Roethlisberger, who had arm injuries and he's always had foot injuries. So uh, it's probably not all the way to the end of Ben, uh, probably the last two or three years of Ben. Statistically, he might have looked okay, but he wasn't. Uh, and now whatever is post Ben, it's it's tough to have a good offense and make good on the defense, yet they don't have losing seasons. I think there's something to be said for that. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, that that does speak to how good Mike Tomlin is at leading the team through adversity, through tough times. But I think the difference in some of those teams rallying together to find winning seasons and where this team is right now is that there were more veterans, more old guys, um, more guys who had been here for a long time on the offensive side of the ball. And they kind of knew how to ride the roller coaster. They knew, you know, how to channel their frustrations 
into positivity. And I think that one of the things that was most significant in what Mike Tomlin was saying in his Monday press conference was that the outbursts and the attitude and, and some of the frustration that we've seen from George Pickens on the sidelines, sometimes in the game, um, is is a problem because it's not productive. And that's the difference in, I think, the vibe of this team and the vibe of this offense is that there was productivity in the frustrations mm-hmm. that they've had in the past, and they could channel that into a late-season surge or you know, recovering enough to at least make the playoffs. Um, but this team isn't capable of doing that, and I think that that also speaks to um, just the, the way that football has changed, the way the mentality of players, how that's changed. Um, and it speaks to Mike Tomlin needs to figure out how to talk to the new generation of players, that the same bag of tricks that was effective on guys, you know, five years ago is not the same thing. It's not the same message that's going to resonate with the younger guys now. Brooke Pryor, before we uh, before we let you go, and I would say that the Steelers have a very difficult end of the season. Uh, last four games, the run-up is uh, at the Colts, home against the Bengals. Better win those two. At Seattle is not going to be easy. They'll be fighting for a playoff spot. And then at the Ravens, to close it out, they might be fighting for the number one seed overall. So there are uh, there are no there are no freebies uh, Colts are also fighting for a playoff spot, so that is a difficult uh, run into the playoffs. Finally, is there trouble in Kansas City? Well, it's not good. Uh, I think that the that you saw there was trouble in the way that Patrick Mahomes reacted yeah. uh, to that call, to the offsides call, in the way that he was so you know flagrantly screaming at the officials on the sideline. Um, if uh, watching it from afar, that's the most publicly upset I've seen Mahomes and I think that I felt some disappointment because of how he and Andy Reid reacted to that call and it just felt like they were not taking accountability for the fact that like that was not an official's problem that is your player's fault that is Darius Tony's fault and this feels very misdirected and it's one of those where when a guy is never the type to blame an official or blame a player that you think, okay, well, when he finally does decide to speak up, it's going to carry some weight. So you wish he'd used that and channeled it for good instead of this situation. Like, the thing is, there have been other bad calls that the Chiefs have dealt with this season. There was a blatant pass interference call against Green Bay. Granted, Mahomes also got a flag for a late hit when he was very much still in bounds, like Mm -hmm. the player two before. So it kind of felt like that DPI call was a makeup call in a lot of ways, but, or the lack of DPI call. Um, I just think that it, you want the, the chiefs are used as an example in so many good ways across the league. And they have set this standard. And then to see, you know, two people that are at the forefront of the league and are very much like the faces of the league complain about something like that when it's, you know, I, I kind of felt like I was being gaslit a little bit. Like, what do you, <laughs> what do you mean? This is an official fault. Like I, I could see the offsides. We all saw the offsides. Like, did it was you just a little offside, though. He was just a little <laughs> offside, and and it didn't even impact the play. As though we have never seen a uh, like a block in the back forty yards uh, right. for, from the from the play uh, on a right. kickoff return. It's like. What do you mean just a little offside? I can't even explain, I, use what my wife said exactly. when she saw that compliment comment, but uh, that whole thing was just, they were obviously frustrated. To his credit, he has apologized for his behavior uh, in uh, in retrospect. 
uh, Brooke Pryor. Wow. You are uh, you are awesome. I thank you so much for your time. Always uh, enjoy the Steelers run up to the playoffs, and we'll talk to you very soon. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. You got it, Brooke Pryor. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.